0: Hi guys, my name is Francesca. I'm the founder of the Inspiring My Generation Foundation. We're a nonprofit for mental health awareness. And today I'm here with Kate on Instagram. Her handle is at YKate, spelled C-A-I-T. And she has this absolutely incredible page just full of self-love and body positivity. And she does this IGTV series called Kate's Comfort Zone. That's absolutely incredible. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's so nice to be able to chat and like you know I follow all of your stuff as well, so it's amazing to be able to connect
0: through this. It is and can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you started posting about body positivity and self love?
1: Yeah, okay, wow. so a bit of a journey actually, and you've actually you've caught me in a very good sort of moment because this is it's something that i this, this journey of body positivity is something that i've been on for i'd say probably about 5 5 years um now the old kate would you know whenever i would put on a little bit of weight I would then punish myself, I would absolutely punish myself. And I'd be like, right, back onto the strict veggie, um, no carbs, all of this stuff, diet that I would put myself on. And recently, winter's hit in the UK. And I put on a bit of weight. And I, I can say now, I'm not punishing myself anymore. I'm not saying you know, I've got a bit bit extra on the tummy. And I'm just like, Kate you've come so far I was thinking about it this morning because I knew obviously I was coming out to talk to you and I was just like I cannot believe how far I've come and in, 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 it has it's been a while it's been five years but how far I've come in these five years um but yeah no this is this is like probably like a, a good but also a tough time for me at the moment because it's really testing um the journey that I've been on and and how committed I am to it so you guys are winter as well right
0: yeah but I'm down in Florida where we don't have a real winter so it's like 90 (laughs) degrees all year round
1: oh that's so nice so nice yeah it's you know what it's hard it's yeah the change of the seasons here is a really tough thing because um something that I also used to struggle with was going pale um which I don't know I don't know why I used to hate it I used to be like oh you can see like I don't know what it was whatever you could see I, I don't really care anymore but um this is again it's 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 testing it all and it's it's amazing just embracing the body embracing the body going through these different changes and saying to yourself like I am not I'm not the color of my skin. I'm not the, the size of my waist. I'm not all of this stuff. I am the person who's inside. Um, so that's been a real big eye-opener over the last, I'd probably say last few weeks. Um, it's really put it to test.
0: What are some of the ways that you kind of started <laughs> with body positivity and cultivating that within yourself? Um, so... One of the massive,
1: massive things that I did was I have curated a really happy, positive social media. Um, And I couldn't recommend that more to anybody because, you know, we say to ourselves like, oh, you know, social media is not that big a deal. And like, you shouldn't follow it if you don't. But at the end of the day, we've all got social media. We're all going to look at it. It's there. It's there. And we're, we're, you know, we're not slaves to it, but we're accustomed to it. We've got it. And what I started doing was, I looked through my Instagram and I was like, I'm literally following like skinny women who the body type is just so different to mine. It's so unattainable. And that was something that I strived for. I strived to be skinny, I strived to be uh, with a flat tummy, I strived to have small arms. And then I started realizing my actual body shape is not that at all. Um, and I got into um, CrossFit. I don't know if you know you know CrossFit. Yeah, my
0: dad does yeah. CrossFit. He loves it.
1: Oh, I'm so bought in. I'm so bought in. <laughs> but I, I, I got into CrossFit and I, I looked around at the, the woman in the box and some of them were wearing shorts and some were wearing like t- like tiny tops and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh like my body fits this. Like I'm, I don't have to be skinny. I can be strong. And that was like that alongside the social media stuff. So again, I started following CrossFit athletes and like, um, for for the time being, it was really good. Um, but then again, that was something that was unattainable because they were all like absolutely ripped. And I was like, okay, I don't have abs. (laughs) Like I've got strong legs, but I don't have abs. So it was like the constant, curating and changing of of what was around me in my environment, the people that I have in my life, you know. Um, and something else that I do a lot is I practice sitting in front of a mirror and lit like naked and um, with absolutely shocking light. And I'll just say to myself, like, you are amazing. Like look at all of this amazing stuff that you have got that other people don't have. And, and why are you trying to compare yourself, you know, like just sit there. I I would recommend the shitty light Oh, sorry I didn't mean to swear
0: um
1: I would yeah I would recommend the bad lighting because that's always a good test as well and also it's just it's just like accepting yourself for who you are you know
0: yeah you brought up so many great points and I want to go back to like the social media because I think that's something that a lot of people have Problems with is that they're following the wrong types of accounts. They're following the accounts of the supermodel whose body type they don't fit. And I know that that was my social media for the longest time. Mm. I unfollowed everyone that I couldn't fit that that image for because it was so like devastating to my mind that I was like, why don't I look that way? Like getting ready in the morning, it's still a thing where I'm like, why can't I look like this person looks? And I will have to unfollow that account and give myself accounts that make me feel comfortable with who I am I think a lot of people don't realize that you really do choose who you follow and what kind of message you put out on your social media and you bring into your social media which is something that's so huge especially body positivity and then you talked about um sitting in front of the mirror naked that's such a powerful like exercise to do to kind of just sit there and look at yourself and be like Look how amazing I am. Look at my body, everything that it's been able to overcome. I mean, a lot of people have gone through so many traumas and our body's been able to overcome it. A lot of us have gone through very difficult times and our heart's still beating. Our lungs are still working. Our stomach's still processing food. Like that's absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of people take all of that for granted instead of really appreciating the beauty of their body and everything it's able to accomplish. So I absolutely love that was a really good idea yeah it's 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 hard though it's hard it's hard and it's
1: such a work in progress like there's no way that I'm anywhere near the end um and and everything that I post on social media is something that I really feel deep down inside of me that I need to put up for me um in order to help me on my journey and I, I think that's something that I I've definitely realize that people's social media is that everything that they're posting is actually to help them as well and and that's when you can kind of pick out the authenticity of of, of the social media accounts um and also like in real life it, you know surrounding yourself by people that are positive and that are that love you for you you know um whereas I think there's it's okay to also like get rid of those toxic people in your life in like actual life if they're not making you feel good about yourself or if they're telling you negative things or even if like I had a friend who she was really skinny and every time that I would talk about sort of like my journey my weight blah blah blah, she would be like oh but I'm really fat and I'd sit there and I'd be like but you're not like you're you're amazing and I didn't realize that she was obviously struggling with body image at the time, but I had to have that out of my life because that was a massive trigger to me. It was like she had the, per- the perfect body and yet, you know, she was, it was a massive trigger and it's okay to, to let people go out your life. And I think that's something that we as humans really struggle with is to, to think because you've been friends with this person for so long that you have to keep friends with them. You don't, you can let them go as hard as horrible as it is, it's like, if that's something that you need to do to move on in your journey, then you absolutely can.
0: I love that. That's so true. I think a lot of times we're afraid to like unfollow people in real life and to separate ourselves in order to allow ourselves to grow. And it never has to be something that ends in a negative way where you just like have to push everyone out. But if it's, Mm -hmm. if there are people in your life who are not helping your journey and helping you grow, it's okay to take a break from them or move away from them permanently whatever is meant for you to help you but I think a lot of people are afraid to kind of separate themselves because they don't want to hurt other people but in the reality is they're kind of hurting themselves and pushing themselves back to make other people feel better
1: yeah and that's it as well it's I don't call it selfish I call it selfless you're being selfless and you're looking after yourself because if you don't have a full cup, it's the, it's that saying, if you can't, if you don't fill your cup first, you can't fill other people's cups. So even if, if that friend is a trigger and a problem in your life, it's just going to make it worse for your friendship you know, it's not that I don't, I root for her. I think she's great. Like I, I really like in my heart, I love her and I know that she knows that, but I just can't, I, a couple of years ago, I couldn't have that negativity and that sort of trigger in my life because it just kind of spiraled myself. So it was just, you know, looking out for, for me at the time, but yeah. Have you ever had anything like that?
0: Yeah. I actually recently changed my phone number and did not give it out to majority of the people that were in my life before because I had, um, I mean, I love my family, but I had a lot of family members who would tell me how horrible I was or all the reasons I wasn't good enough for all the things I was falling short on all the time. And I was the first mm-hmm. man who would do everything for everyone else all the time. When my um, uncle died, I withdrew from school and moved in with my aunt and my little cousins and helped them. Like I was that person that would do anything for anyone in my family and it would like run me dry and it was never good enough. So I literally got to the point where I was getting attacked by 12 year olds over like some stupid little drama. And I was like, you know what? I can't keep going through this where I can't take care of myself because I'm so worried about taking care of everyone else. like, I have so much love for all of you. And I really want you guys to. Be happy and succeed in life, and I can't wait to see everything that happens for you. But right now, you're not going to succeed, and I'm not going to succeed because we're all leaning on each other too much. We're not giving each other the ability to grow and move forward. So I—that's something I recently did, like two months ago, and it's been probably the best thing that I've ever done. I think a lot of people are afraid of that, and I was so afraid for so long. I ended up severely depressed, suicide attempts from all this negativity and everyone telling me how I was never good enough I genuinely believed and thought I was hurting everyone so for me that was like so huge and I wish a lot of people could see that it's okay to unfollow people because not only does it help you it helps them a lot of times people also need that separation to grow into who they're meant to be
1: yeah exactly and I think as well what what it does for you is obviously like you said it helps you to grow but something that's really come clear to me over the last couple of months and I've needed I've needed this clarity but I've also needed the space to ensure that the clarity comes to me for me is that no matter what people do to you it's a reflection of what's going on in their life so everything that somebody says to you is this it's almost like we the way that we communicate the way that we act the way that we speak is all of our own experiences right so if I've had a negative experience in something, and I actually did a post about this yesterday because it literally happened to me yesterday. I, I projected my feelings and, and stuff on onto, onto a friend. And I was like, oh, my goodness me. It, this is the exact same for anybody, anybody. So if you've had a good experience, let's say. I like to use traffic as an example, just because it's a really easy one for people to relate to. So you're driving your car and you've been in traffic all day or whatever. Um, not all day. What am I talking about for like the last hour trying to drive home? Who sits in traffic all day? That would be horrendous. <laughs> you've been in traffic for like the last half an hour and some person pulls in front of you, right? And you can either goes one or two ways. You're either having a really good day and everything's fine. And they pull in front of you and just think, oh, idiot. Or you're having a really bad day and something has irritated you all day. And this person pulls in front and that is it. This person's a blah, 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 like can't believe they did this, blah, blah, blah. And you're projecting all of that anger and the pent up emotion of whatever's happened in the day onto this poor person who's just pulled in front of you because they're also, they also wanna get home. Like it's not their fault but we just outlet and that's the same thing that happens with friends with family if you think about it you know you you just everything that's going on in you reflects onto somebody else so if someone's kind of compassionate to you you know that they're kind of compassionate to themselves um so reconnected actually with that friend that I couldn't talk to about three years ago I've reconnected with her and I can see how hurt she is I can see how she hasn't kind of been able to get over this this body image issue that she has but I, I look at her life and I look at all of the stuff that's happened to her like her parents put on this really strict diet and they've always 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 talked about the way she looks um and her the fact that she's really skinny and that's why she's like that and I just I really feel for her I really do and I'm like now because I've grown I can have her in my life and I can hold that space for her, I can hold the space for her to talk about her body insecurities, knowing that full well that I'm not my body, I am my mind, I am my soul, you know, so that is that's sort of like my example of of why I cut that person out and how it's actually helped me as a person to have her back in my life to be able to maybe help her get over her insecurities
0: I love that because it's true. You can't pour from an empty cup. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't support someone and love them and validate them and help them in the way that they deserve, right? Mm. We're not giving ourselves what we deserve and we're not giving others what they deserve. So giving ourselves Mm. a chance to grow and heal so that we can hold that safe space and be that person for someone else is absolutely so incredible and so important. And it is selfless, like you said. It's the furthest thing from selfish because in the end, your goal is to be able to be confident enough and happy enough within yourself that you have the ability and energy to be that person to help someone else get through what they're going through.
1: That's yeah. so important. Yeah. Just holding that space for someone. So it's so useful when you can do it the right way.
0: Exactly. And I love that example with the traffic because it's so true. If you're having a bad day or you had a very bad experience, and you're projecting this negativity, I like to say it with social media, a lot of times when we go on there and we're bullying people or we're commenting negative things to a public figure or celebrity, it's not mm-hmm. because there's something wrong with them. It's not because they're not doing enough or whatever the reason people like to comment is. It's that we're so angry that that's a way to release our frustrations or anger. And we think that doing it behind a screen makes it okay. I think yeah. happy people don't spread negativity and pain they spread love and joy and light and that's why it's so important to take care of ourselves so we can move yeah. from that mindset of pain and trauma and any kind of negativity into a more positive happy lighter one where we can spread that joy from within us to those around us
1: yeah, that's um it's so interesting that you've said that. When I look back at cause I used to weigh uh and this is like this is when I actually used to I used to weigh myself all the time. I used to weigh, I think it was like are you in kilograms? Yeah. Do you were oh, in kilograms? Pounds. Oh gosh, okay. I used to weigh ninety-five kilograms, which is like really heavy. It's it was a lot. But if I look at my mindset and I look at everything that weight almost became like a fixation for me. I fixated on the weight. I was unhappy. I was grumpy. I was, I looked so old. I looked old and I was like 21. And I literally looked like I was like 30. Um, And as I started to change my mindset, right, I used to, I I, I used to be so grumpy. and And then I, one day my mom said to me, she was like, it doesn't matter like, what other people are doing as long as you're happy in your life you'll attract positivity and I was like that I don't know that just clicked with me in my mind and I was like right okay let me try it so I tried it and I mean I've I've never been a horrible person but I just I went through a really bad I was depressed it was horrible it was a bad time and um one day I just I was just you know I just thought oh, I'll just try and be nice to someone today and and all of a sudden it was like a snowball and it was like I was nice to them; they were nice to me then somebody else was nice and I was nice to them it was just like all this stuff and then I started exercising I started taking care of what I was eating and all of a sudden I realized I wasn't depressed anymore you know I didn't have any medication I'm not saying that you know you, you shouldn't have medication but what I'm saying is that your mind is so important it's so important to just have that little change and 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 you know we are we are our thoughts right so if you're thinking and doing and acting on the same thought that you had today and it's not working for you if you don't change that thought nothing in your life is going to change if you change that and interrupt whatever that bad negative pattern is then things will start changing in your life so this morning like i um i've really tried my best to instead of doing my meditation in the morning, I now listen to like this. It's so funny. It's, it's like this motivation morning motivation. And it's this guy. And he's basically like, you are incredible. And I just do it in my bed. It's like 10 minutes on YouTube. And I lie in my bed and, it, and, I, and he's like, get up and you've got this day and I'm like yes and I basically like high five myself out out of bed and I'm like yes I've got this day I'm downstairs I've got the coffee this morning I cleaned my entire house all before 6 30 a.m and normally I'd lie in bed doing meditation then I do some yoga blah 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 but I was just
0: like how is this how have I done this but it's the mind it really is the mind I always like to say can be our best friend or our worst enemy
1: Oh. Yeah, it-
0: Either works for us and it brings us so much love and happiness and just genuine authenticity, or it brings us so much anger and hate and insecurity. Yeah. I'm feeling, I, I want to say like very ingenuine because you don't feel like yourself because mm. it's telling you everything that you're not. Mm. And I think that's something that's so important. And I love that, that you have that morning, what was it called? Morning motivation.
1: motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I love that because it's such an amazing and powerful way to start your morning. Like I have to start my morning with um, some kind of journal prompt where I do try to think of something that's like hurt me in the past and how I've grown from it and move forward from it. Because a lot of times I found that with like my depression, anxiety, I'm always living in. The past or in the future, worried about how something that happened before is going to come back again. Yeah, so by taking control of it first thing in the morning, it's like my 6 15 a.m. thing get up and journal right away. And I'm like, today I'm in control of this, and that's yeah. it. my day is going to go. I think by yeah. reframing your thoughts, it can't solve everything, it cannot completely heal you, but it can do so much to help you get into that mindset where you can begin to heal and grow.
1: Yeah. And that's so important as well. I love what you said there, like the healing and the growing and it's, it's a lifelong journey. It really is. And nobody knows what they're doing. And, you know, and that's the, that's the most important thing. Cause we think that people have got everything sorted. We look at someone we're like, Oh, well, they've got a house and a car and they've obviously got it sorted, but you don't know what's going on. And this is why it's kind- you have to be kind, kindness and compassion, because you don't know what's hiding behind the facade that they put out like I'm a very uh I'm an extrovert I love people I love talking but sometimes I have got severe anxiety and COVID was a real big problem for me COVID was it was hard I was inside for four months with just my mom and dad and my friend said to me oh let's go it was at the end of COVID when they kind of lifted the lockdown and she was like, let's go and do X, Y and Z. And I, and I really struggled. I struggled to do it. And I found that taking that first step in doing and doing and being kind to yourself and being like, okay, this is a feeling that I have. And this isn't who I was before. And it's okay. Because... is who you are now but you can overcome this you just have to be kind to yourself and even even today you know even even like now I sometimes have these really weird anxieties of what I really struggle with at the moment is uh like moving places um like so for example going to see my mom and dad and then they're like oh are you going to stay the night And that will send me into like a panic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I stay the night, then will I have enough stuff? Do I have all my, do I need this? Do I need that? Do I need this? And then it will take me the entire afternoon and I'll panic about what clothes I need to take when really I'm literally going to spend the night at my parents' house and I'm not going anywhere. But it's like this panic. And I'd never had that before. Never, never, never. I would always, I mean, I'm the person that just literally books a trip to Vietnam and then stays out there for a year or books a trip to Africa and stays out there for a year because I don't really care. But it's, it's interesting that the kindness and the compassion that you show to yourself, um, if you don't, then you're going to start projecting it onto others, aren't you? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, again, it's an, it's an ongoing thing and it's, it's so important to, and when you're on this healing journey, you start to notice things a lot sooner and I think that's the important thing is is noticing it sooner so that you can deal with it better you know
0: yeah I love that because it's so it's so true when you start to heal and you start to process and feel you start to really see patterns you start to see when things might trigger you and you know mm-hmm. already that this is what has happened every single year in the past what can I do to mm-hmm. make sure it doesn't happen like for me right now this time of year is when my eating disorder acts up. I have not gone a holiday season without dropping 15 pounds in two weeks since high school. So like this year, I was like, what can I do now that I know that that's my pattern? I've recognized it. I've come to terms with what thoughts and feelings project this insecure no- insecurity mm-hmm. on me. I don't want to eat, that I need to work out 20 times a day until I'm sick. What is it that I can do that's going to prevent that? So I was like, I'm going to start breath work. I was like, that's something new that can help with like traumas and overcoming a lot of pain and feeling and exploring in a completely different way. I was like, and I'm going to pay attention to what I'm eating. I'm going to make sure like for the first time in my life, I'm very picky about what I'll eat because I do have like these insecurities and anxiety over it, even though I've gone through recovery for about two years. I um, like ate a bagel. And like now I'm like I'm eating bagels as breakfast. And like I'm gonna force myself to eat bread instead of using like bread as something I can't eat and restrict. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that it's been about two weeks of me eating bagels in the morning, and I'm not stressed about eating a bagel now, which is something that's yeah. so incredible. Forcing yourself to take something that you would restrict and use against yourself and be like, mm-hmm. nope, this is part of my routine, this is part of my growth and my healing is something that can be absolutely so incredible
1: yeah that that's amazing well done because because that's hard and this is what I was saying to you now like earlier is that you again it's the noticing the patterns you know like right now is my again I've put on a little bit of weight and usually it would be like the stop everything just eat clean and blah 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 and it's you know it's stopping it it's it's kind of saying No, I'm worth more than the food that I eat. I'm worth more than the weight that's on the scales. I mean, I have not weighed myself. Uh, Oh, I'm about. I'm about to lie. Um, I actually had to weigh myself at the doctor's the other day, which I hated. And I said to the 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 nurse said to me, "Can you just hop on the scales and and grab your weight?" And I was like, "No." And she looked at me, and I was like, "I don't. I don't want to weigh myself. You know, I'm fit. I'm healthy. You can see that I'm not overweight." why must I weigh myself and she kind of got a bit strange she was like well you have to for our notes And I looked at her and I was like fine I'll get on the scales but it literally means nothing to me I was like you can look at it you can take it I just don't want to because I know myself and I would get fixated on that number you know and and that's not where I want to be and I think one day I'll be able to get on a scale and be like, all right, I wear this, whatever. But I'm still not hundred percent there yet, you know? Um, so that, that for me is a thing that I've overcome now. So you with the bagels and, you know, I'm with the scales, but it's interesting that the doctors and the nurse and the way that it's like society are still, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about them asking me to my height. or I get, I get that they've got to have it. But do they really need to have it? This is my question. I don't know.
0: Do they need to have it um, every time you go, especially if they can see that nothing's changed, that there's not a big difference. It's not like they're checking to if they're checking to see if maybe you've lost a dramatic amount of weight in a short period of time, if you've gained a dramatic amount of weight in a short period of time, that could affect your blood pressure, affect your heart, you know, yeah. affect your health, then that makes sense that they ask. But I feel like every single time you go, it's very triggering to a lot of people, you know, people who suffer from body dysmorphia is not a small number. Most of us at some point in our lives will have body dysmorphia and feel afraid of ourselves and and the scale and the number. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that they need to. And when they do it too, they could ask if we want to hear the number and just not say it to us. Like I won't let them say the number out loud because I know that that's going to spiral me. I had to put out my scale because I was like getting on it every day in the beginning of quarantine. I was like, can't go to the gym every single day what do I do I step on the yeah. scale every day I'm like I can't do that yeah I think that's, that's interesting it.
1: no that's that's so interesting as well as um I'm again like I said the CrossFit stuff that I did when lockdown started I basically bought an entire gym um and I was like I'm gonna train and I'm gonna get so fit and then I was like I can't do this I can't train by myself I'm such a again it's the people person thing and I need to have the vibe the energy of people around me to compete against them in not in like a way like I will beat you and you are great it's more like I just like the competition of keeping up with people and yeah anyway so I didn't work out for the whole of lockdown in the UK that was from April until probably September.
0: Wow.
1: Um, which is a long time. And for me, I was like, I'm going to lose everything that I've done, blah, blah, blah. I came back to the gym in September stronger than when I left. And I have no idea. I mean, I did do yoga every day. Um, but again, that was not lifting weights. That wasn't really doing much cardio. I ran maybe like a couple of times a week, but I just allowed my body to be. And it was. And it was like, because I believed that I was strong still and that I still had my fitness. Guess what? I did. And this is what it is. It's the mind again. It's the mind. And and, and... sorry, my friend's waving at me up. <laughs> so, so off-putting, they're like jumping around waving. Um, I digress. But yeah, it's just it's just that mindset as well. Like if you don't work out, you're going to lose all your fitness. You're going to lose all your strength. You're not if you don't work out for six months guess what nothing that much changes just do something different adapt your adapt it do the yoga do the body weight stuff and I think in a a time like this where gyms we we're back are you in lockdown now
0: I think we're getting ready to go back into one because it's increasing but right now our gyms are open
1: yeah so we're we're in one now again and we've been in it for the last 20 days um and so I haven't trained but you know, I'm I'm still going out and doing like a run here and there and I'm doing what I can. And I know as soon as I step back into that gym, be it in December, be it in January, whenever they decide to open up again, like I'm gonna be fine. Nothing that much has changed. Like my body is strong and it will get fit again. It will get you know, I'm healthy. Um so yeah, but Christmas is a hard time isn't it as well for food and, and being triggered and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of like the things that you you get given like I know for me something that I really struggle with is um when I'm given food and and sweets and chocolates as a
0: present I like shove them down my face all in one that's how I am I love it it's like and it's something that when you I feel like when you kind of pay attention to how much you're eating of it all the time and you kind of like restrict yourself from eating it when you finally have the opportunity to eat it it's in front of you you just want all of it and you don't want to stop yeah yeah and that that is a
1: it's it's hard to find that balance um and that is something that I'm working on still in in life is um so I used to do um five days a week I was unbelievably strict on myself and then at the weekends I would eat what I wanted and it would be like so I I I never really had a an eating disorder but I've had severe disordered eating for sure because I I never yeah I just had severe disordered eating and that was like binging. I would binge for two days. and I honestly I would eat like packets of biscuits and like loads of chocolate Um, and now I kind of have a bit every day. And I don't, there will be some days where I'll just like, I will eat like an entire packet of biscuits and then be like, okay, that's happened but I'm not going to restrict myself tomorrow because I had a packet yesterday. Like if I still want to have a hot chocolate tomorrow and I want to have a biscuit tomorrow, I'll have one. Because that's the problem is when you start restricting because you, and it's punishment, it's punishment, isn't it? We punish ourselves. You know, you ate that packet of biscuits yesterday. Therefore you can't have sweets and biscuits for the rest of the week. Um, you just
0: want it more. The next time you go to have it, you're going to binge even more. I think a lot of yeah. people get stuck in that cycle and they don't know how to allow themselves to have everything in moderation listen to your body if your body really wants and it's going to make you feel good it's okay to have it you don't have to restrict yourself and wait until you have all this like suppressed desire for a piece of chocolate that you eat the entire chocolate cake you have chocolate when you want chocolate and you don't have chocolate when you don't want chocolate I feel like you just have this more happy medium where you feel more comfortable and confident in who you are and what you're eating
1: Yeah. And I think something as well that we don't really talk about is when you start that that journey of listening to what your body is saying, there are going to be days where you eat loads and loads and loads and you're going to put weight on and you're going to be like, oh, gosh, like this listening to my body thing isn't working because all I ever want is chocolates and sweets. But it does get better and you'll get to that sort of like happy medium eventually like I'm definitely coming towards like a I've just been through the oh my gosh I've just put on weight and stuff and and that but I haven't stopped and persevered not gonna allow that to stop me now and I think it will you know when you come out on the other side it will be amazing and, and you'll be able to be in this like happy sort of space where it's not the binging at the weekends and the 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 binging at Christmas and then starving yourself for January, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so so important because a lot of people too, they do start listening to their bodies and it scares them because they're like, my body wants this. And that's not something that I want to allow myself to eat. And how Mm. do you navigate that? How do you handle it? How do you teach yourself that? It's okay Mm. if your body wants a piece of bread. It's okay if your body wants some chocolate, some ice cream, some donuts. It's okay if your body wants some sweet, something that you don't normally allow it to have. I think sometimes we like restrict so much and we suppress all of it that our body won't just craves it. And eventually we get to a point where our body's like, okay, we're not restricting anymore. We don't really need donuts every single day. Yeah. Maybe we want a donut every day and it's not, but it's not going to be something that affects our weight, affects our mood, affects everything about us. It's going to be something that's just normal and part of who we are.
1: Mm. And it's, It's so hard, isn't it? Because the whole of the whole of like society and everything that's been told and the way that we've been taught is you shouldn't have the sugar because it's bad for you. You should like you shouldn't have chocolates. They're a treat only. And. It is that it's that psychology of being told that it's bad, therefore we want it more. And when you eat it, it actually tastes better than it, it is. Whereas if you're having bits of it every day, it just tastes like chocolate. And you're like, all right, this isn't great. Like, I don't need it all the time. And you're so, like, with, like what you said, you're so right. And I completely agree with it. Such a good point.
0: Yeah, I like the way you add to it too, because it is true because everyone's telling us what we can and what we can't eat, what we can put in our bodies. It's like, you want what you can't have. Like, that's mm. what we're always going to do as human beings. We're always going to want what we can't have. It's just part of, who we are is just a part of our mindset. When someone tells us no, we're like, watch me. Mm -hmm. So it's normal that if someone's telling you your whole life that dessert is only on a special occasion, don't eat a lot of dessert. You can't eat dessert. Dessert's bad for you. You're going to be like, well, watch me eat it. I'm going to eat it just because you said no. Mm -hmm. And then like in our minds, it's like, this is the best thing ever. But Mm -hmm. in reality, and then if you look at it like broccoli, is something that a lot of kids don't like because parents are like, you have to eat this. This is good for you. So you need to eat every day because you're like, I hate broccoli. But at the end of the day, broccoli tastes pretty good and chocolate tastes pretty good. And not that one is completely better than the other. I mean, I'm sure everyone would prefer, most people would prefer chocolate, but they're both really good foods that have a lot of nutrition properties to them and some bad things to them. Mm-hmm. And it's about moderation. You can't eat a giant bag of broccoli and not expect your stomach to get inflamed for you to get gassy, right? You can get something to bloat. Versus you can't eat a bag of chocolate and not expect yourself to feel sick and nauseous and Mm -hmm. crash from all the sugar. Everything with moderation, whether it's something as healthy as broccoli or as much of a dessert as chocolate is important. It's all about moderation, not about one type of food better than the other.
1: Yeah. So something that I've just taken from that, which is so interesting, is that we almost need to dissociate the, the food that it is rather than actually how we're feeling so if you eat because have you ever done much like um research into like microbiomes and stuff i have not okay do yourself a favor it's have you heard of ayurveda i have not okay i'm gonna send you some stuff to have a read it's really interesting like our body is made up of Probably, I think it's like 99% bacteria and 1% human DNA, right? So all of these microbiomes in our stomach, and, and, and this is why diets don't work, okay? Because every single human being is so different to the next one. Even if you're an identical twin, you're completely different to the next one, right? So your microbiomes are able to... I say to you, right? Okay, this diet—the spinach diet—so it's just spinach and just like raw veg. That might work for my body because my microbiomes are okay with that. But if you do it and it doesn't work for you, it's almost like this. It would—it's like a toxin. So it's one man's what was it? It was like one man's um, food is another man's poison. Um, And that 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 is so true. So like it's, it's almost like feeling the food that you're eating. Is that good for my stomach? Do I feel okay after eating this? Like I know for me, bread, I get really, really, really bloated on bread. Like I love the taste of it, but I get so bloated that I know that it's not right for my body. But chocolate, I can eat chocolate and be okay. So I pick chocolate over bread because I know that my body has a better reaction to it. Um, So it's just curating, again, the types of things that you're putting into your body. Not that I'm saying go out there and eat loads of chocolate and not eat bread, but I'm just saying, you know, pick the things that make you feel better.
0: I love that because that's so true. And that is part of diet culture where it's like, this is what you should eat. And it doesn't just because it works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah, A lot of people can do like um, straight veggie diets and a lot of people can't. a lot of people can eat more like red meat and a lot of people can't there's nothing wrong with eating red meat or eating vegetables there's it just depends on your body makeup and how your body reacts to it and paying attention to how you how your body feels and how you feel mentally when you eat it do I feel really anxious and uncomfortable why am I feeling anxious and uncomfortable with this food is that anxiety and fear of this food causing other effects in my body physically How can Mm. we change that? What thoughts am I genuinely having? It's probably not related to the food itself. It's probably related to something else that we need to, again, process, heal, and begin to heal from. I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's all about this diet culture where there's a certain fad diet that you have to be on, you have to be eating, and that's what's going to make you so much better, make you happy and fulfilled, but it has something to do with the diet, the diet, like from the diet culture, but the diet of what you can eat and put in your body that reacts well with who you are we all have different energy and chemicals within us and Mm some things are really good for our energy and some things are bad and it's going to depend on who we are and how we feel with it not on how it works for someone else yeah
1: so true so true it's just those big big and unfortunately Oh, fortunately, we live in a society and it is what it is like money is going to be made of people or food of the things that we're told and it's now up to you you can't change anybody else's thoughts but you can change yours you can change your thoughts you can change how you feel about the food about the diet about whatever it is that you need to think about so it's just like starting
0: within you know exactly i think happiness and self-love and confidence all that starts within us heals within us and radiates through us to the world around us so if we don't cultivate it all within us we're not going to be able to project any of it and help anyone do anything because that's not what's going to come through us
1: yeah so so true i'm just looking i cannot believe how dark it's got like it's three it's four o'clock nearly and this is it's like pitch black was not expecting that we started off it was
0: light right it was <laughs> did, did you guys have a time change does the time change go worldwide i don't know how the time change works um, or does every country or continent have their own kind of time change i think they've
1: got their own we've got uh daylight saving i don't know if it's daylight saving. yeah it must be saving now but it like it's so weird it's like dark at four o'clock and then it's only light at like eight o'clock in the morning yeah it's it's tough this is what i mean like it's a really tough thing to sort of like almost for your body as well because all you want to do is sleep and like it's really hard to to get yourself out of bed and to be this super positive person especially in the uk i have found living in the uk has been a a big challenge for me because it's gray a lot and when you've got this like when the sun comes out i'm just a completely different person i don't know what it is i don't understand but i'm just so different like i love life and i'm like yes this is going to be a great day you know i what in through lockdown through sort of like april time till september in fact till october i watch the sunrise every single morning that it was out and it was out most days, and and here in sort of like June time the sun comes out at like five o'clock in the morning so I was getting up at like 4 30 with no alarm my body was just waking up and going to the beach doing my yoga at the beach and now it's like I wake up at half seven and I'm like what's happening to me but it's just trusting your body. It's trusting that my body is adjusting to the weather around me. It's adjusting to the winter. Like I'm a lot more, you know, last night I went to bed at half past seven, half past seven in my bed. And I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, how old am I? I'm only 28. It's
0: fine." Sometimes it's so important to listen to our bodies and let our bodies adjust on their own and not Kind of punish our bodies for wanting to go to sleep early and wanting to stay in bed a little later or get up earlier, kind of just listening to our bodies. And when we wake up, getting up and allowing ourselves to start the day, when we want to, go to sleep, going to sleep and not forcing ourselves to stay up. I think a lot of that comes into the energy that we put suppress into our bodies by forcing it to wake up at a certain time all the time or go to sleep at a certain time, kind of allow our bodies to, whenever we can, I mean, you know schedules and work and school and everything it's really hard to be like no I can't set an alarm but on days you don't have to set an alarm just allow your body to live through the day the way it wants to
1: yeah and that actually relates to the eating thing you know allowing that that the extra food for winter allowing you know because it is it's true well as soon as it starts I know you don't really have the cold but as soon as it starts getting cold your body does naturally want to eat more and then restricting that is going to be a problem like i know in the in, in the summer i can i eat a lot less i eat a lot less because i don't want i don't need the food i just don't seem to need it but yeah it's interesting and like that for, for for sleeping so my my whole like routine and and stuff starts in the evening i think it's really important to have a evening routine because if you think about it right you don't set your alarm in the morning to wake up you said it the night before right that. yeah so i set my intention the night before on how i'm going to be the next morning so um on my phone i have you know post it notes yeah i literally stick a post it note onto my phone um, and I'll write down three things that I'm grateful for that day, or maybe something that I appreciate about my body or something that I've achieved. So when I wake up the next morning, cause I have sleep cycle, which I use. Um, so I turn that off in the morning. Um, when I wake up the next morning, that's the first thing that I see is those three intentions or the thing that I love about myself. And that's my first thought, because in those like first couple of moments when our body's reset from our sleep, it's so important to be put into your mind because if you pick up your phone in the morning and you go on instagram let's say before you even get out of bed, that's like allowing loads of like people to come into your room before you've even had a shower before you've even you know got dressed and and ready and brush your teeth um mm-hmm. so i i do i I look at that that's what I look at, then I'll do the morning motivation, but that's all from the night before that i've set that saying this is what i will be doing tomorrow morning i'll be doing my yoga it's like having that routine and having that intention the night before which makes your morning so much better
0: do you do anything like that um i pick a journal prompt the night before that i'm going to do as soon as i wake up and um sometimes i set an alarm if i have to but i try not to i try to allow myself to wake up i usually i'm not a big sleeper i might sleep like an hour two hours a night so I don't sleep. I don't know. I think my mind is always racing. It's something I'm really working on. I'm hoping Breath Work helps me. Really? I'm a person who can't sleep. So I do try to um kind of just I stay up usually late. I volunteer a lot, like on the crisis text line. So it's a good thing to do in the middle of the night when I guess a lot of people need help to be up and available to do that.
1: Yeah. But I
0: do set like a journal prompt the night before and I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do as soon as I open my eyes and allow not allow whatever trauma or pain. Because I think I spent a long time suppressing, suppressing all that pain and trauma and grief and never allowing myself to feel. So mm-hmm. I'm now learning to take control of that and process it first thing in the morning and not allow it to take over my mind during the day.
1: Okay, have you, how, what, okay, I'm like back on the sleep thing here.
0: <laughs> what have you been trying? Have you tried like essential oils and things I like that? Done the lavender, I've tried the lavender and spearmint. I've done just lavender. I've done the lavender like, spray on the pillow. Um, I've done the te- all the different teas lavender tea, chamomile tea, rose tea. I just bought like a different sleep tea. Um, mm-hmm. I have like a lot of trauma that presents itself in nightmares. So it's like scary for me to sleep. So it's something I have to like genuinely work on, but I will try literally anything that gets me to sleep I've done meditations um different like music and sounds that's to help put you to sleep yeah so cool. <laughs> well still struggle to
1: sleep that's that's tough hey eh? that must be really tough on you because like sleep is super important which I'm sure you know I'm sure yeah. you know um gosh I'm just trying to think of like what's
0: your evening routine um I usually have a cup of tea Go for like a nice little walk with my dog, watch maybe a movie or a TV show. She likes to sit on the couch and watch friends. I don't know why. She's like the weirdest dog. I love that dog. <laughs> like, something so about cute. Jerry Chiviani's voice, relaxes her, gets her ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> then just I lay down, go to bed. Sometimes I like light a candle, might do like a sound healing. I love the sound bowls, might do a medication. Depends on my mood. And then I just can't sleep. You just can't sleep. Wow. I'm just trying to
1: think of like what kind of things I would do or what the kind of things I do. I'm like, I guess the complete opposite. I touch the pillow and I'm like, bye. And then I, I live literally-
0: that way. Yeah. When I was growing up, if um, it was like eight o'clock on the dot, I would fall asleep no matter where we were. I would just like I was at uh, I was a cheerleader. So I was at a cheer competition and I was in the front row with the speaker right in front of me. And I passed out in two and a (laughs) half minutes. Like there's a picture of me passed out front row with a speaker, like within two feet in front of me. I used to be so good at sleeping. And now my body's like, just kidding. You slept too much.
1: Yeah, you had too much of this. You can't have any (laughs) more. No, I, do you know what? You're trialing out new things and, and, and doing, and doing different things to kind of try and get that sleep in and just keep going. Don't give up.
0: Oh, it's good to explore and see what works for you. Like that's even going back to like the food and our bodies. It's good to explore different avenues of healing and growth. Hmm. Mm,
1: definitely. Uh, what kind of things do you eat before you go to bed?
0: I stop eating around like four thirty, five o'clock. I like having an okay. early dinner.
1: Yeah. You, I'm going to send you through some stuff that Ayurveda way of life. It's very, very interesting. Um, it's it's just it's do you do much yoga
0: no I want to I used to like two years ago I need to get back to it it was so amazing on my body
1: yeah yoga is like for me it's been an absolute saving grace and it's actually so emotional um I found that I've released a lot of like I'll be in certain poses and all of a sudden I'll just there'll be like a release of energy and I'm like what is this and I'll cry um and I do it alone because I don't I feel like for me it's just something that I want to do by myself like it would be great to go to class but it's that's not what I'm doing it for I'm doing it to heal in a way um so have you got um, it's called the down dog app it's really really good yeah it's so good and like I think uh I think it's free for like I don't know if you've got like student email or anything like that it's it's free for like students until July um, and you can basically just pick out exactly what you want to do. Um, and it is just doing it on your own. Get yourself a couple of candles um, or, or something that smells nice. I've got like a nice diffuser that I put on. And I just take like 10 minutes start with 10 minutes and just do that and see if that maybe makes a difference put it into your night routine your, your evening routine before you go to bed and allow yourself to get into these poses but allow yourself to emotionally get into the poses i don't know if that if you maybe when you start feeling that uh, when you do the yoga you might feel um what i mean because i can't really explain it i don't know how to explain it you'd have to like do it um if 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 you get me yeah um but it's almost like this amazing release. And I wish in a way that I would found it when I was a bit younger. Um, not that it, I'm old. I'm not old. But it's just, it would be nice to have found it and been able to release this tension out of my body sooner. But I'm here now and I'm releasing it. And it's it's really good. But I've definitely found that the the days that I do yoga, which has been since April. Um, what are we in now? We're in November? Um,
0: yeah.
1: I've done it every day since, since April. And I think that's been a massive, massive... I think it's been a massive, massive thing for my, my body and myself and my love for myself. Um, The yoga, honestly, I, I, the, the changes that it's made is like, it's just incredible for self awareness. Um, And when you start looking into like the, the yoga, the yoga, oh God, I can't say it. I don't remember how to say it, but all like the, the practices and the reasons behind it and the, the positions that you're in and like the the left side and the that's the left side and the right side of your body, like the um, areas where you hold your tension. So like I held a lot of tension in my lower back and in my ankles and it was talking about how that was all to do with like control. So each part of your body has different like your stress your stress is your lower back your ankles tend to be a bit of control the, the the left is the female the right is the male and like it was amazing what was actually releasing and where it was releasing from and and so maybe give it a try I
0: definitely if
1: you need, help, you need help or anything just let me know and I can I can send through some stuff
0: thank you and thank you so much for joining me today you're absolutely incredible
1: so are you no you're you have a great energy about you and and I love I love like the information and I really just love your vibe and it's just it's such a nice journey that you're on and like you should be unbelievably proud of yourself for for, like reaching out to yourself and starting this journey like well done thank you that's all right you're just you're great you really are um yeah keep keep at it keep at it and the sleep will come it's all part of the process you know
0: yeah. Thank you again so much. I absolutely just love your page. Love what you do. And it's like helped me so much since I started following you and I just absolutely oh. incredible.
1: Oh, thank you. That's made my day.